Nuts, episode 27. Welcome back to the Nuts, starring Pet Shop Eddie and my main man, Shoot Dog. Oh. What, what's what's happening, Shoot Dog? We got a crossover. Shoot, did you get a <laughs> did you get a new did you get a new theme song, Shoot Dog? The funny thing is, is that people don't hear what we prep prior, and oh well, it's me, baby. All right. The Shoop Dog. The man from Minneapolis. The Shoop Dog is back for episode 27. And I got to say, first things first here, Shoop Dog. We are recording this episode in the 89th minute of the USA-Netherlands match, which has turned out to be a whopper, I got to be honest. And I have to say, right off the bat, I'm going to say a few things about it. But firstly, Shoop, I kneel at your altar and thank you for paying attention. You texted me and said you're going to settle in. You're going to get yourself a bag of chips and a soft drink. And you're going to settle in and watch the Women's World Cup match. It's the first one you've watched for the tournament. I know you've got some ideas later in the pod that we'll discuss. But yeah, I thank you. And my question is, how do you think the USA are playing here? Well, first of all, you're welcome. And not only did I... Pod, but I did it for my country. All right, I got. I I had to hit source on my TV to antenna, fire up the bunny ears, move it a few times, get some tin get foil box, aluminium and, foil. Uh, I, you know, the first thing that surprised the hell out of me, I'm like, wait, what the hell? It's a day game. Where are they playing? Oh Jesus! Where are been, they? I've been dealing with that for a full week, seven full days. All right, so we'll get back to the women's World Cup. Um, but you'll have to forgive us in case I might scream in the middle of it. My son, Stat Boy, is watching along with me before he hops onto the pod. Um, so just forgive us if we kind of break away. But let's start the episode, episode 27. And uh, another thing off the top here we're going to have to say is you're probably waiting for us to introduce Commando Jassy Mack. And we've got a little bit of news, which is a little sad. Which she's not going to be uh, an every week uh, co-host, Shoop Dog. She's going to come back. She's going to guest host with us sometimes. She's going to check in with her Mariners. Um, but you know, she's got a young little one, and yeah. it's just been a little uh, rough on her schedule. So uh, you know, full amicable. Uh, you know, pausing ways with Jassy Mac Commando, and she's going to come back with us at some point, but just not every week. So Jassy Mac, we're thinking about we you. you we love I you. Hear that damn cat of yours again. Oh, I'm sorry. That cat just you know, when as soon as I fire up the pot, it flies over to the to the recording studio. I don't know what to tell you. Well, let, let me just share. Let me drop some knowledge. On drop the some knowledge on me, so, brother. There's a guy who comes to my bar named PJ. Oh, I he's see him all the time in your stories, man. Yeah, PJ. No, that's a Roo. Oh, a Roo. You're talking about a Roo. <laughs> I can't keep your uh, patrons straight here. I know. Well, PJ is a guy that likes to come in and have about 14 white claws and get cross-eyed. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's an oh, attorney, oh, which oh, I think is hilarious. Oh. Good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're watching the game. There was almost a, a one-on-o break on the goalie. But the, uh, Come on, the, let's go, USA. Yeah, the, the Dutch goalie. Well, anyway, so he, he ahead, tells me, I listen to your pod, and you know what I think you guys need? I think you guys need, like, a woman in there, like, to just soften it up and get a third voice. I'm like, I appreciate the feedback, so I I shared that with you. And Jassy was just kind of first man up, right? 
Well, Jessie was her- one of my first choices because of her Mariners and Seattle knowledge, sports knowledge, you know, and she's a good friend and um, she had she had expressed interest and, you know, I wanted her to, to give it a shot and she did great other than, you know, right. her, her personal all, schedule. All of that, I guess what I'm trying to say is she didn't ask for it. She didn't audition for it. We put her on the spot and thankfully to her, she worked us into her schedule That's for as true. long as she could. As long as she could. And, uh, Completely understand her living situation, and uh, basically, we're having open auditions. We need a, we need a new we need a new voice for the nuts. Yeah, um, a female voice. There's just something about it. We love it, we're, and we're going to fully refer to it as the Jassy chair. So the Jassy chair is open, or the Mac chair, or the Commando chair. Uh, is it a requirement shoot for our new lady to come on that she has to be sans underwear? I mean, we're really getting into the Howard Stern uh, category of. I don't want to uh, do that because I. Well, we're not even radio. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to say no. Okay. And and I'm going to say enough. I'm going to say it's optional. All right. Yeah, I mean, let's not put uh, any hard. Not not required. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's not put any hard restraints on a on a girl. <laughs> um, second thing here, unless unless you had more on commando. No, I, that's yeah, it. Okay. Go ahead. Um, hopefully, I'm coming through loud and clear to all the the podcast listeners. Shoot, because I'm speaking on a brand new, specific to podcast, beautiful, almost like 1920s style radio, beautiful microphone, complete with you know spittle screens and. And I mean, it's just it, it heavy duty. It, it weighs about twelve pounds, and it's sitting here on my table in my studio here. And you know, we're just day by day getting a little bit more and more professional. Shoop, and hopefully uh, by next week or the week after, you're going to have your new mic. And uh, so, how do I sound, Shoop? I mean, the word that comes to mind is velvet. I I have a velvety voice all of a sudden it's because of this new mic. Velvet. Yeah, I, I feel like you're even loving the sound of your own voice more so now. <laughs> is that right? Just, I mean, your voice is leaving your body into this, you know, expensive twelve pound mic, and it's yeah. got to make you feel powerful. Can you can you can you hear my smile as I'm speaking? Yeah, and there's a little more bass in your voice. Beautiful. If I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah. loving it. What's that? Where'd you get that? Well, mic? funny you should ask. We are bringing this new mic and this podcast to you once again this week, thanks to Hangry Kits. Now, shoot, we mentioned it last week. Hopefully, you went online and checked out HangryKits.com. Did you, my brother? I certainly did. How cool is that site? Very cool. I mean, very cool. Very user-friendly website. Yeah, they have, I believe, three to four different options. Well, that's just right off the st- right off the top, like on their splash page. If if you were, and I know you, you know you don't have anybody in college, so you weren't shopping for more specific kits. Um, but they they have even more options there. But really, the nice thing also, like we talked about last week, is that they work directly with larger companies for employee events and parties and stuff. Very cool. So honored to have our first official, official sponsorship. Sponsor of the Nuts. Yeah, so and thanks for sitting through our commercial, but we really do appreciate uh, Hangry Kits for sponsoring this and allowing us to bring you uh, clear 
sound and we're just like i said we're just making step by step getting more and more professional and we're just we're going to work into some video podcasting and, and like you had uh correctly and uh are excited about you know moving into like a live stream where we can have callers and stuff like that so hangrykits.com go check it out you can do the one off thing like buy a loved one uh a, a, a snack kit for college or just as a I'm thinking of you gift or a get well gift. Um, or if you know somebody in the corporate world that's looking to put on a fun employee event or large event, they're also great for that. So hangrykits.com, check them out. And let me just add more things about hangry kits. Let me just read a few of the contents. If Go ahead, you know, I think maybe I know, but what, what am I missing? Well, we're talking Rice Krispie treats. Yes. Kids. Laffy Taffy, yes. I chew granola bar, yeah. and and Mulch I think fruit snacks. We got that pirates beat. Pi- <laughs> M and M cookies. <laughs> Listen to this, Eddie. Listen to this. In this day and age, a hundred percent money back guarantee. If you're not happy, you don't pay. Come on now. Yeah, that's hangry kids. It's no joke. So once again. Thanks, boys, the the old boys down at HangryKids.com for uh, sponsoring the Nuts. So let's move on to episode 27 here, Shoop Dog. What do you say? We got 27 in sports. Do you have any 27s? I'm really light this week, but I got a couple of stories about 27s. I can start if you'd like, but I'd like to defer to you first. Yeah, I did my homework on 27. Beautiful. And uh, I'll start in the NBA. Okay. I like call him Mr. COVID. Rudy Gobert, uh, twenty-seven. Rudy Gobert shut down the entire world. <laughs> let's let's actually we, we don't have a let, let's let's talk about that really quick so that we're not making a a vague reference. Um, do you want to tell the story or should I? Yeah, I can tell the story. It's a, very, it's a very personal story for me. Um, I want to say it's like March sixteenth, twenty twenty, roughly somewhere in there. Yep. And hey, real quick work. before you get into your story, just as a just as a, a, a one off here, USA Netherlands just blew the final whistle. They finished one one. So Netherlands scored first. Lots of uh, deep breaths on the USA side. Uh, certainly, losing this game wasn't elimination by any chance. It's still the group stage, uh, but they did fight back and get an equalizer from Lindsey Horan off of a corner kick. And uh, it ends as a 1-1 draw. So USA, four points after two matches. And that means Statboy is going to go um, get, get, get onto the pot. Very happy to hear that. Very, to ha- very happy to hear the United States ladies came back and tied it up. Although I will say, Pet Shop, that first goal by the Netherlands, not a good look. Yeah, you texted US me. You thought, you thought that not only was... Um, not only did the defense uh, look suspect, you thought you thought the keeper was. I didn't. I think the. I don't, I don't think any keeper in the world uh, saves that shot. Well, I think that was the problem: is the position where she was. She was playing close to the post on the first shot. Yeah. And as the ball rotated more to the middle, she kind of stayed by that post, and you know, almost like a goal in front of the. Traffic and boom, out to the other post. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, All right, so we'll get back into the World Cup. So go ahead. You were telling a story about uh, March 16, yes. 2020, Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert. 
I go to work. I notice it's quiet in the restaurant. I'm like, what the hell's going on on the TV? It says, you know, Utah Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert test positive for COVID. And I'm like, okay, so what? Yeah, right? so what, right? <laughs> Big deal. And then next thing I know, like within hours, the damn NBA season is canceled. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And then boom, like dominoes, the NHL, this and that. Boom, the next day, my restaurant, <laughs> a, a statement from the damn governor saying, yeah, yeah. you know, we're closing the bars on March 17th because we know St. Patty's Day is a party day and we don't want a super spreader. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, this is actually happening. So I was, I was hoping you were going to get specifically into what um, Gobert's, you know, I mean, obviously the testing positive thing, but you remember the press conference the night before or whatever? Yeah, it was uh, him and uh, who was the other guy? Well, it was just a presser, and they and it, this was before you know everybody started panicking about this thing, and but there was there was talk that there's the you know there's this virus kind of breakout, and Rudy Gobert was doing a presser like probably March 13th or 14th, I don't know whatever it was. We don't know the dates on this. Maybe Statboy can check. Statboy just 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 uh, joined us by the way, Shoop Dog. What's up, NED? How's it going? All right, Statboy. We'll throw it to you when 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 we need you. Otherwise, you pop in when you want, okay? Sounds like a plan. All right. So, um but Rudy Gobert, you know, was remember he touched the mic. Yeah, he's touching mics yeah, and, and being a goofball. Yeah, and he was touching everybody's phone and it was just it was a big joke and then it was the next day that he tested positive for COVID and then of course everyone panicked cuz they're like, "Oh fuck, he gave it to everybody." Um but just super quick um before we finish this story, my dad, me and my buddy Brian Jones who has been on the pod, we were golfing probably in the same, somewhere in those one of those same days before before it got really really serious and they just were like starting to say hey maybe you guys should quarantine we're like okay so we went golfing you know it's outdoors sure uh, and and the fucking pro shop guy driving around on his cart we were on the fourth hole came to us and said hey we're closing you got to get out and we're like what we're in a golf course he's like yeah the 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 governor just, uh, you know, put a fucking, what do you call that? Um, Executive like curfew. order. Yeah, yeah. Daytime curfew. Like, we had to be yeah. in the house. Yeah, anyway. So, um, okay, so Rudy Gobert was 27. You got anybody else? Uh, I, that's the only name I have for the NBA. NBA? I had some uh, uh, MLB. Okay, go to MLB because a couple of mine are MLB too. Uh, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, Kurt Flood. Kurt, Kurt Flood. Flood. The first player in Major League history to uh, to uh, demand a trade and essentially um, start the whole start free yeah, agency free agency stuff, yeah. and 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 it did it did not fare well for him. And uh, he was an incredible out outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, what was that? Eighty seven, eighty eight, and no, no, we're we're going way back. Um, I would say the sixties. Oh, geez, no. Is it? Was it? Stat Boy. Stat Boy, check when Kurt Flood won it out of St. Louis. What um, was his last name? Flood. F-L-O-O-D. Um, okay, well, that's an interesting one. I think I may be mixing up uh, names, but that's neither here nor there. So 27. So let me just read this real quick. Go ahead. Shop. So 
Kurt Flood started the Kurt Flood rule. What is the Kurt uh, Flood rule, you may ask? The Kurt Flood rule, also known as the 10-5 rule, states that when a player has played for a team for five straight years and played in the bigs for a total of 10 years, they have to give their club their consent to be traded. Wow. Okay, so I I didn't know that was called the Kurt Flood rule. So good knowledge, shoot dog. Um, and was it way back in the sixties or was it later? Uh, I didn't look into that. I thought okay. uh, Ned was on that. that was- it, it's. Uh- I think it's somewhere in the 60s. I can't give you... Well, Shoop Dog is right. I'm way off on that. Um, If you ever get a chance to watch any of the Ken Burns baseball specials... Yeah. um, There's a wonderful um, chapter, if you will, about Kurt Flood. Sweet. Who else you got, Shoop? Oh, I got to go to the NFL, number 27, the hard hitter from the Broncos, Steve Atwater, baby. Oh, man, what a a name and what a safety and... um, what a different era of football, huh? I mean, we're, Steve Atwater might be prosecuted for some of the hits he did back when he yeah, was playing. Yeah, he'd, he'd be doing 18 to life in uh, Tallahassee yeah. for some of the stuff he did on the field. He took did dudes' you, okay, heads when off. When I mentioned Steve Atwater to you, we're about the same age. What famous NFL clip comes to mind when I talk about Steve Atwater? Anything specific to you? Um, I got a. I gotta embarrassingly say no. I just see that orange and blue, um, that orange and blue uniform, and I think of the my time when I was in Denver, but I don't think of anything specific. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll find the clip and send it. What okay. you're missing is this very famous clip from NFL Films, where the Broncos are playing the Chiefs. Okay. And the Chiefs have a running back by the name of Christian Okoye. Okay. And the, the Nigerian Atwater, nightmare. The Nigerian nightmare. And Steve Atwater's mic'd up. And he's like yelling, is Christian in the game? Is Christian in the game? Oh. Like he, he wants I don't think I know Okoye. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he sees the formation, whatever. He calls him out. And it's like, you know, that beautiful NFL audio. And then just like all the crashing of the helmets and pads. And the, and and the music in just the background. takes off and boom! <laughs> like helmet to helmet explosion Dude, in the line of scrimmage. And Atwater trucks. Nobody, Okoye. nobody sat Okoye down in that era. Steve, Steve Atwater did. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. Besides that, like Okoye was a friggin' monster. Yeah, he was. And he just ran dudes over, and he ran dudes over in the, in the video game too. All right, great one, Stevie Atwood. That's what I got for 27. All right, love it. I got a couple, mostly Philly, but um, you know who Kent DeColvey is? Uh, say it again. Kent DeColvey. I don't know that name. Yeah, so he's a Philly pitcher. He played for some other teams too. I think he – or uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. Um. Mostly. Stat Boy, look up Kent DeColvey, T-E-K-U-L-V-E, and uh, tell us how many seasons he played on what teams. But he, the, the, the reason I um, I brought him up was because he was the first pitcher I ever saw that had all the way sidearm, and you might even want to say submarine. He was he really bent down and almost dragged his knuckles on the mud when, or on the mound when he threw that ball. So 
he stuck out in my mind when I saw that he wore 27 for the Phillies. I know he played for the Phillies and the Pirates, but I'm not sure who else he played, he played for. for the Pirates, Phillies, and Reds. There you go. Thanks, Stat Boy. Um, and then that's really the only, um, only name I'm going to drop. And then I got two quick stories of 27s. First of all, the only real Philly of note that I can, that I, you know, thought was worthy of the pod is current Philly number 27. Aaron Nola. And um, my daughter, Maggie, who loves the Phillies, has been on the pod talking about the Phillies. Her Probably her favorite player is Aaron Nola. And why is, why is he your favorite player? Well, he's a good pitcher, but his hair, he's a dreamy, right? He's heartthrob. And so she drew a picture, painted a picture on, on a canvas, a piece of canvas, like a block of canvas. And she drew this awesome picture where he's like standing on the mound. You just see him from his back and you see his, you see his name and you see his hair. He's like looking in the pitch, right? So when the Phillies were out here last year in, in Seattle, we took, we, we took that canvas down with us. And on the day game, we went to all three games and he pitched on Tuesday night. So we didn't bring it down on Tuesday night, but on Wednesday we brought it down and we went down on the field for, um, we tried to get to the field, you know, as close as you can for, for, uh, batting practice and stuff. And sure enough, just as we got there, Nola was in the bullpen signing autographs and we, uh, we saw him and I had to book it. I just ran without Maggie because I saw him sort of like finishing up and I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. And he looks up at me. I'm like, J- just give me one second. My daughter's got a pain, a pain, a pain. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm a blumbling idiot, but, um, he, he, he goes, Oh, okay. And he comes over to me and Maggie gets there and she gives him his paint, her painting. And he go, he was the nicest dude. Shoop. He goes, Whoa, you painted this. And she's like, Ooh, cause it's her crush. You know, she's not even forming words. And I'm like, Maggie, and she's like, and I'm like, Maggie. And she's like, yeah, 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 I painted it. And he's like, wow, this is so cool. I almost don't want to sign it. Do, do you have a space for me? Would you prefer like I'm up here or down here? And she's like, just like pointing at it, still bumbling. There's saliva falling out of her mouth. And I'm like watching this whole thing. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. But he was the nicest dude. He took, he took like, 10 or 15 seconds to sign his name he did it really nice so i put the picture up on our gram and a picture i took with maggie um and aaron there so just a quick story about aaron nolan how nice he was to my maggie out here in seattle um seeing her painting and so she has that hanging on her bedroom wall i love that yeah he was really nice the bullpens are the bullpens are positioned like in a very Fan-friendly way. If I don't, if yes, I remember, you correctly. do remember correctly. We were literally up against the rail with him, and he was right there, just reaching over, signing stuff for us. And you're a little bit above him, so if you see the picture on the gram, she's like standing up above him, and he's kind of down below. It's kind of that's the only weird part about the picture, but you'll understand because he's in the bullpen. Uh, but he was so just so incredibly nice, and you know, it is a beautiful picture. So he was being honest and genuine, and. Um, so anyway, check that out on the gram. And then my other 27 is also um, somebody in my life. But way, way back when I was a kid, my first real girlfriend, um, Donna Daisy, loved he- Ronnie Hextall. And so <laughs> she called him Sexy Hexy. And she had like <laughs> – so here's my girlfriend, right? She has like um, 
three or four binder, what do you call these things? Um, scrapbooks. <laughs> She's got scrapbooks of Ron Hextall where there's like newspaper clippings and she's like done word art, sexy hexy, number 27. She met him like four or five times. So there's all the pictures of her standing next to him. And I'm like 16 years old. She was a few years older than me. And I honestly, it taught me a really good lesson to about jealousy and to, uh, you know, like, um, you know, you're, what's wrong with that, right? Like she had like a, a, a childhood, she was 17 or 18, so she had a childhood crush on this athlete and it was awesome and I think it really helped me uh, in further relationships. We don't have to get too serious, but um, anyway, 27, Kent Colby, Aaron Nola, and... That reminds me the other day, I got to just chime in about jealousy and whatnot. Uh, I'm chilling with Brenda the other day, and we're watching Grease or something. She's like, God, I've never been so turned on as, like, junior high watching <laughs> John Travolta hip thrust. And I'm like, thank you for that. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, well, shoot, you know, she's laying there with you, right? So... Yeah, and a lot of people tell me I look keep, like a keep that in mind. Oh, I think you guys are brothers from a different mother, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, so that's our 27s in sports, and um, let's move on to our whole card. That was our wait. Did I miss the flop? No, we. I don't know where I'm at here. That was shuffle the deck, and now we're into our whole cards here. And shoot, we're getting close. We got a week from tomorrow. For the Hall of Fame game, the first preseason NFL game. The NFL is king. Do you put the NFL at the top of your sports? First, that's my first question. Do you have it kind of above all the other sports? No doubt about it. No doubt about no it. No doubt about it. Okay. And, and the one the one reason why is that's well, hold on, just answer my first question. Do you have it above all the other sports? Yes. Yes. Shoop, why is that? Go ahead. I have my reasons. I want to hear your reasons. Why do you have it above it? You and I have discussed the beauty of football um, per the correlation of seasons. Yep. So let's talk about that, right? Summer's ending. Fall is here. It's getting a little cooler. It's getting uh, darker earlier. (laughs) It's on Sunday, the Lord's Day. (laughs) So you maybe get up, go to church, whatever, and then, you know, it's a day that you just kind of take it easy. And and the NFL is available on public TV for free for like 10 hours. Yep. And the, well, it ain't free for the, me, but. The, the pregames are great. The production value is great. Um, the interaction as far as fantasy and gambling is available. Not only like unit gambling, but say daily fantasy uh, there's just so much involvement with the NFL, and I mean, what can I say? I, I love so your exciting. I love your answers. They're all very valid and obviously uh, personal reasons that you do that. And I, the reason I love them the most is because they're not the same as mine. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with with your reasons, but I have different ones. Now, before I go into mine, Stat Boy, I don't think football is number one for you, um, but how about this, if I pose it to you this way? Why does the NFL carry that certain bit of charm over other sports? To you. To me, it feels step like... <clears throat> you messed my train of thought up. To me, it's like 
the light in a dark area, you know, on so, whenever I think of like winter time and fall time, I think of dark. But when I think of football, <laughs> I think of sun and activity and running around. See, that's why this like, question is so great. Go ahead, keep going, buddy. No, that's wrapping it up. I mean, it's just it's I, it just brings fun to fall. Whereas usually it's just gloomy, rainy weather. But, An- yeah, another terrific reason. Um, I got a few reasons myself. So, um, first of all, the charm of only 16 or 17 games, right? Shoot, only? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, what do you you're, mean by that? That's a long-ass season. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So, here's what here's what I – so, let me slow it down here for you. So, because Jassy actually teased me about this a little bit. Maggie and I damn near sit down and watch – all 162 games of the Phillies, okay? Now, it's true. We don't catch them all. There are days where we have activities. There are days where, you know, I don't want to say we forget because we never forget. But uh, we're, we're, we're catching, first of all, we're catching at least 150 of them. Uh, if you count radio and television, it's probably 160 of them. Um, and there's a couple of games that we'll miss. That shoop is a lot of games. Okay, I know that I'm a little special, and my daughter's special, and Ned will kind of probably catch about half of those. We're special in terms of, and I'm using that as a derogatory term. We're we're like not mo- not many fans will will set, settle in and nestle in for all 162 baseball games. That you is know. dedication, <laughs> right? Now. Ned can attest to this. Sixers, they have 82 games. I'm on my couch. Now, I don't watch them all live because they, you know, most of the time they come on at 4 o'clock my time and I'm either doing activities with the kids or working or whatever. But you're damn... great fall. I damn sport. believe that I have it DVR'd and before the next game, I will sit and watch that game. And same thing with hockey. So shoot, when I say there's only 17 games, that's my disease. I'm comparing it to every other season where, you know, I'm living and dying 162 times. Now, you can't treat football like baseball, right? You, you can shoot. You, for your squad, you can live and die with each of those 17 games, right? I mean, that's what, that's the charm of football is what I'm saying. It's sure. it's not healthy to live and die the way I do at the Phillies, right? right? One game, two games in a row, three games in a row for the Phillies, three losses in a row is a bad week. I, I Now, I'm miserable, but in, in the grand scheme of things, that's just a bad week. Three losses in a row in the NFL, and you're fighting for your season, right? So I think that makes it. And then the other part, I'm rambling about that, but the other part about the NFL is that it coincides with the holidays, which is similar to what you guys were saying, the fall, the winter. But I think of Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I think of football. You know, I mean, all day Thanksgiving is about football for me. And and Christmas Eve, most of the times, have some sort of game on. And I don't know, it's just that warm, gooey inside feeling that NFL gives me. 17 games, the... The time of the year, like you guys talked about, fantasy football is definitely another part one that you guys talked about. The the event, the you know, the special event that a game is. People gather to watch the game where we, nobody's gathering to watch 
a regular season Philadelphia Phillies game, right? So, except for Maggie and I. Um, so anyway, that's the charm for me. Um, and we'll move on here. All NFL teams were today, um, out for practice you know they all had practice today so the season literally is kicking off and it's going to be in full swing here very shortly and there's a preseason game next thursday night so i wanted to just throw that in to the podcast let us know why you love football uh via text or comments or on the gram um now we talked a little bit about fantasy last week shoot and we'll just dip a little bit into it some more today. You're you're going to join our two tiered league. Um, just generally speaking, do you have a fantasy strat that you could share with the peeps? Or you know, I mean, obviously you haven't broken down our rules and our point system and all that stuff. But just generally speaking, as you go into a fantasy draft, what's your strat, and has it changed over the years? No, you know, I've been. I've I've kind of had the same strategy um, throughout my existence. I got to have a good quarterback. I will take a good quarterback high. Okay. Uh, I want a I want a good defense. I want a good tight end. You know, I tend to go after those positions earlier than others, where others may. You know, the the trend is always running back heavy on the top end. Um, yeah, and it's it's changed a little bit over the because our we've been doing this for twenty three years now or longer. But um, you're right. Generally speaking, people like to fill those running back spots, um, and it's probably not a bad idea off the top. But um, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers are certainly more valuable in fantasy in the last ten or fifteen years than they were previous to that. You know what I love is if I get an opportunity to go, like, say it's a 10 or 12 team draft mm-hmm. and I'm number 10 or number 12, I love to go if given the opportunity, which doesn't happen a lot. That wraparound? If I have that opportunity to go quarterback receiver connector. Oh, you, if I same have that team. opportunity, I love doing that. Well, you. Uh, one of my best years way, way, way back long ago was a Matt Schaub, Andre Johnson connection. Nice. I ate well every Sunday with yeah, that. Uh, the otherwise horrible Houston Texans, right? But yeah. they were putting up points because they were down 28 nothing at halftime. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, well, we won't stay but in. Anyway, I guess that's all I got. I, I tend to be more of a running back guy committee, running back by committee guy and, okay. and waiver wire. Um. I like to spend my money elsewhere is what I'm saying. Well, breaking news for um, this year's uh, fantasy, Eagles Nest slash Baby Birds, um, there's 14 teams in both leagues, so we're maxed out. I don't want to ever do more than that. So the only way um, people will get into our league from here on out is if people drop out. And we have a whole system. Like if you're in the Eagle's Nest and you drop out, which has never happened. No one's ever dropped out of the Eagle's Nest. But if you do, then the, then the next person from the Baby Birds who finished, you know, fourth or whatever gets moved in. But if you're in the Baby Birds and you drop out, then that's a, an available slot that the next a new guy can come in. So uh, that's breaking news. First time ever we've got 14 teams on both tiers. Uh, we'll, we'll get back into fantasy as we get a little closer to fantasy draft. Our draft day is Labor Day. Pretty much every year. Last year it wasn't, but, um, we draft on Labor Day. That way the preseason games are over. NFL rosters are finalized. 
and we don't have to wait too long in between our draft and those first games that happen. So we'll we'll, we'll dip back into fantasy as we get closer. Should you want to talk about an, a recent NBA contract? Go ahead and take it over. Jalen Brown sets an NBA record with something like five years, three hundred five million dollars. Yeah. Excuse me, before I move on, I got to say something that I think we forgot about. Go ahead. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Bronny James. Oh yeah, I heard. I, you know, I, I didn't even. See, I, I've been staying off social media because I've been like behind on some of these Women World Cup games. But I was really surprised to see that that he 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 was what at a at a camp and he went into cardiac arrest. Now he is in stable condition, shoot. Yeah. But yeah, that's scary. Nine, eighteen, nineteen year old kid going so into scary. Yeah, and I just you know, if there's one time in my life I've been able to empathize and feel for LeBron James, you know, as a this father, I couldn't imagine what that's like. Of course. Right. So, um, thoughts and prayers to LeBron and Bronny and the James family and just, um, hope hopeful he's... for a speedy recovery. Yep. And, and I don't know, whatever the doctors, I guess will be involved and say whether or not there's a condition that needs to be watched or if it's, you know, look at Hamlin, Hamlin in the NFL last year for the, for the, yeah, he's going to play lost his life and now he's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play. Ultimately, his choice. So we'll see how that goes. But I just wanted to throw that out there before we thanks um, discuss any NBA topics. So back to Boston. I mean, I just got to ask: How do you get the biggest contract in NBA history when you're not even the best player on your team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't so understand. It was Again, his time. Shoop's referring to Bobby Bonilla's agent. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Bonilla Jason Tatum is the bread and butter there, no question about it. Right, that's what Chip's referring to. Jalen Brown is essentially the second best player on the Celtics, and he just got paid the highest paid player in the NBA history. Um, and I think the Celtics have to pay uh, um, Jason Tatum um, season after next. So they're going to be strapped for cash, but they'll obviously have a couple of years where those two guys are together and – you know, I'm hoping that they fall flat because I'm hoping that the Sixers finally break through. Um, speaking I gotta, of, I gotta just, I, I'm sorry. I gotta no, don't be sorry. Comments. Go for it. So listen to this. All right. We were just talking five minutes ago. NFL is king. There's no question. Yeah. So two names that pop up in my mind, one in the NBA, Jalen Brown, we just mentioned. The other guy is Saquon Barkley, who we talked about last week. Thank God he signed a deal and he didn't follow the career path of Le'Veon Bell. But when I ask you straight up, who's a bigger star in their sport, Jalen Brown or Saquon Barkley, what's your answer? <laughs> that's actually really tough for me. Um, just off the top of my head, that's actually pretty tough. Now, I don't know if it is working against me or for me that, you know, um, Saquon was a Penn Stater, so he's a big name to me. Um, you know, but I guess, oops, my phone's ringing, but I just, I just crushed it. Um, Saquon or Jalen? <laughs> I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. I, don't know. I, I disagree with you, and that's all right. It's your okay. opinion. But what See, I'm I think is- I, well, I have it working against me because I think Saquon's a huge name, but I'm, that's why I was, I was thinking is maybe my Penn State bias. But go ahead. I don't think Jalen Brown's even a top five in the NBA in his position. I'd put Saquon as a top five in the NFL's position. Uh, I, okay, I think we disagree guy, a little there. I think he's a, I think he's a hell of a two the- or three, right? Whatever he's playing particular time i i i don't know shoot is, is would you rather you, have would you rather have De'Aaron fox or jalen brown brown 
Really? You're on this guy? Okay. Well, I'm not on him, but I, I watch him a lot. And, of course, Statboy and I know the pain that he's instilled on the Sixers. I mean, the guy, he can play, he can shut, he can play ISO D. He can shoot like a mother effer. And he can handle the rock, too. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't see a, a real. All right, let me get down to brass tacks. I'm taking the long way. Here's the deal. Saquon just signed a one-year deal for 11 mil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jalen Brown just signed for all of the money in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, for five this is, years. This is Does a great. That shit add up to you when NFL is king. Like I don't understand how NFL players don't just fucking strike and say we want NBA contracts or it's a wrap. Because yeah. I've seen the XFL and whatever the hell else is out there. There's well, not- hold on, shoot, hold on, shoot. Maybe they don't want NBA contracts, which segues into our next topic. Maybe they want to hold out. For Saudi Arabian soccer contracts. Now, oh, hit me, hit me with the knowledge. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? There's a guy named Kylian Mbappe, who's a French national soccer player. Okay, he actually won the Golden Boot for me. I won some real life units up at the casino because I put it in in the World Cup for last year. That was in November. He's a hell of a footballer. Okay, his current team is. PSG Paris Saint Germain, which is a French um, team. Saudi Arabia, who has been all over with the Live Golf, right? Shoot, you're familiar with them. I'm very familiar with Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Are you ready for this? They just threw a contract at him that would pay his team. Now it works a little differently in 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 football and international soccer football. They would pay his team PSG. Three hundred and thirty-six million. They call that a transfer fee. Okay, so that's what the team gets. You don't trade players in soccer. You, tr- you they they buy them essentially. But that doesn't pay Mbappe. What does Mbappe get paid for one year? Shoop, one year. They offered him seven hundred seventy-six million <laughs> to play one year. Yeah, you laughed like a four-year-old schoolboy. I'm not kidding. I broke this down, okay? This is, for the year, he would get paid 88000 an hour, okay? 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That breaks down to $1,200 a minute and $24 per second. Shoot, since I told you that stat... He would have just made seventy-two bucks, okay? <laughs> seven hundred. Now wait a minute. Why are you giving me crickets for seven hundred seventy-six million for a year? Because I don't even know what to think about a yeah. guy making what I would consider a damn good year in one hour. <laughs> one hour. One hour. Eighty-eight thousand an hour. Shoot. Is this guy good or what? Yeah. All I hear about is Messi. Yeah, well, Messi's kind of, Mbappe's much younger and Saudi Arabia is just out of their friggin' mind. Okay. Let's move on from contracts because people are. Is he signed? Please tell me he's signed. Uh, I haven't heard. There's, it, the offer was out on the table and I haven't heard if he accepted or declined it. So, 
Um, it's 1.1 billion in total when you take into effect the transfer fee and his salary for the year, but 776 million for one year of playing football. It's just unbelievable. Uh, let's move on to our, um, flop. I think I'm at this day in sports history. Shoop, I only got one thing, but it's a, it's a relevant one to you and your family. It's not Philly. It's not Seattle. It's Nolan Ryan. This day in 1992, he struck out a dude for his 100th strikeout for the season, okay? And 100 strikeouts for the season is not that many. Um, 200 is a really nice number, and when you get much higher than that, it's insane. But the thing is, this was his 23rd consecutive season of striking out 100 guys or more. So I thought that was pretty special. And that's the only thing I got in this day in sports history. What do you think about that? Well, again, we've mentioned many times I have a <laughs> nephew named Nolan and a niece named Ryan, which yeah. I actually really love that name Ryan for a, a young lady. Yeah. Um, huge Agreed. fan of the Ryan Express. I mean, the guy played uh, for the Amazing Mets in 1969. <laughs> yeah. And then... And- you know, he had still pitching great, in '92. Yeah. yeah, he had some great yeah. years with the Houston Astros, and then he yeah. was with the Texas Rangers. And um, yeah, you got to have all the respect in the world. for All Nolan respect Ryan. in the world for Nolan Ryan. 100 strikeouts for 23 consecutive seasons. Yeah. Really and, effing good. And just physically, that's incredible. The fact yeah. that a guy could pitch as a power pitcher in the right. bigs for 23 for years. For longevity. I can't agree more. And you get you I love that you get when I put something down and you understand the significance of it. It's I'm not just throwing anything out there. Yeah, I passed it's over. Just, it's not just the stat. It's <laughs> yeah. the, the physicality of it. Right. Right. It's an Iron Man streak as much as it is a good pitcher streak. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um okay, well that was our flop uh, and we're we're looking at our flop and we're going to just move on to the turn right now and the turn for this week is trivia answer and new trivia. So shoot, last week's trivia was can you name any of the top 5 of the all-time leading goal scorers for the United States women's national team? It was a World Cup themed trivia and you shout out um Mia Hamm and who else? Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino, right. Um, okay, so Mia Ham is number two. So pretty good guess on that one, but Rapino is not there. I think she's like in the top ten somewhere, but she's not there. Coming in at number five was a girl who just played less than a half an hour ago, Alex Morgan. She has 121 international goals. Christine Lilly is probably the hardest name on the list, although she was definitely a, sco- a goal scorer. Obviously, she's on this list. She has 130. Number three was Carly Lloyd, Jersey girl, who almost kicked in the NFL shoot. Um, she, they, really? I think, yeah, they, they were offering her a contract to be a place kicker in the NFL, and she got, I think she went to camp and stuff, and then the last second, I don't know what happened. Who did she go to camp with? Uh, Stepway, was it the Eagles that she went to camp with, or was it the Jets? It was somewhere in the tri-state area. It, it was definitely the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Okay, yeah, she's a Jersey girl, so it was the Eagles. Um, so I that helped. David Akers probably just said, "You better get the hell off my field." No, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that long ago. She just retired like two or three years ago. So it was just before COVID that she was going to kick for the Eagles. Uh, who's so, that, who that uh, woman kicker for like Vanderbilt that like ESPN celebrated like 
<laughs> she had like a onside kick and a shanked yeah. PAT, and they're like, so and so makes world history as the first. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, man, you're being what harsh. What are we doing? Actually, she did make a PAT eventually. Props yeah. to her. Props yeah, yeah, to her. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being harsh. <laughs> uh, number two is me and him. You guessed it, 158 goals. And then Billy who's joined with us last week and he'll probably be joining us uh, in future episodes. He tried to come up with this girl on the, on the podcast, but he didn't. And then he texted me as soon as the pod was over. Abby Wambach uh, is a USA's all time leading score, 184 international goals. So shout out to Abby. I'm sure she was watching the girls with their one, one draw tonight. All right. New trivia. I got a good one. Shoot. Because the NFL is King. Hang okay. on. Let me cue my music. New Go trivia. Ahead. New trivia. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Alex. Hit it. All right. How many of the top 10 passing yards leaders can you name? So NFL all-time passing yards career. Okay, I not, might be able to nail them all. All right. Now, that's great. Now, I, I was going to give a hint first, but... Yeah, let me just do a hint for the listeners, and then you can ri- rifle off. And what I'm going to do is if you guess it correctly, I'm just going to give what number that person's at, and we'll just let the listeners fill in your gaps if there is any, okay? Okay. So here's the hint. All of their careers ended in 1999 or later, okay? So you want to take a shot at it? All of their careers ended... In 1999 or later. Later. Right. So what I'm saying is there's no Dan Fouts. There's no, you yeah. know, Fran no, Tarkenton. Yeah. I got it. I got I got six here, and all of a sudden my pencil dried up uh, sooner than I expected. Let me give you just what I have as the top six so I don't waste time. Go ahead. Ready? All right. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Ben Roethlisberger, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. Okay, you did – all those names are on the list. Do you want to try to put them in order for me? Who's number one? So, wait, you're saying the top six that I just gave you are the top six? No. They're on the list of the top ten, and you didn't get them in order. Well, I think Drew Brees is number one. Incorrect. Then Tom Brady's number one. Correct. He just passed them two, three years ago. So, Brees is second. Correct. So, Brady's one, Drew Brees is two. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Marino three. Incorrect. Marino on the list, but not at number three. Favre three. Incorrect. On the list, not at number three. <laughs> Roethlisberger three. Incorrect. On the list. Peyton Manning three. Peyton Manning is three. Good. <laughs> so, so far, just recapping. Brady, Breeze, Peyton Manning. Who's number four? Do I have them on my list already? Yes. Marino. Eh. Roethlisberger. Eh. Favre. Correct. <laughs> wow. Okay, so there we go. The top four NFL passing leaders for yards, Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre. So far, so good. Go ahead. Number five, you've also said twice now, or three times even. Marino. Nope. Roethlisberger. Correct. Number five, Roethlisberger. Number six, you haven't said. Number seven, you haven't said. Number eight, you have said. So, <laughs> Number so eight, eight is Marino. Got it. And then two guys you haven't said. So Ooh. six and ten you haven't gotten. 
Gosh, why am I all of a sudden drying up here? I love it. I love when you dry up, shoot. <laughs> Donovan McNabb. Oh, are you insulting the listeners with that guess? Oh, forgive me. All of a sudden, why did I all of a sudden just go blank? Well, let's save it for our listeners. So our listeners need to find 6, 7, 9, and 10. Yes, 6, 7, 9, and 10. Stat Boy, did you look it up or do you have a guess without looking it up? Uh, I haven't looked it up. Um, a few guesses. Cam Newton. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Newton. Uh, kind of early, but uh, Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Then I'm out. Okay. Um, six, seven, nine, and ten. Guess. Give us your guesses. Give them on the comments. Give them on the gram comments. Text them to me. Six, seven, nine, and ten. Shoop did the, a lot of the legwork for you, but I mean, if I'm honest, the harder names are yet to be guessed. So well, that's good couple, to know. I like. There's that. a couple of big ones in there. All right. So that's our uh, tribute for this week and and last week. Now let's move on to worst bets. Now not a real good worst bets week. Um, the Open Championship didn't quite. Uh, pan out the way I was hoping or Izzo was hoping. You had a uh, pretty bad Phillies loss. <laughs> you went with Taiwan Walker, if you remember. Tijuana and, Walker, yes. And they, lo- and they laid an egg. Uh, Victor Hovland was t- T4 after three rounds, and I had him in the top five for a nice number, and he fell out on Sunday. And, uh, but also I got a couple of World Cup bets that are still out there. So I did put an Instagram post on the current worst bet leaderboard, but we'll go over it really quick. Jassy Mack, Commando holding steady. She might, I mean, who knows if she sits on that lead, uh, that's the number we have to aspire to get past before Labor Day, but she's at 265. Jones comes in at triple twos. Then I'm at an even hundred bucks. Shoop, you're right behind me at 80. That's and not it, true. I, I lost my bet that's happening tonight. I'm at zero. Oh, jeez. What's the – what the, already? It's five to three, so it was seven <laughs> and a half was the number you gave me, even yeah. though Caesars has eight and I half. saw you text me that. Caesars I had eight and a half. Why don't we extend it to eight and a half, Shoop? Okay. It's what inning three. is it? Let's go. It's five <laughs> three, bottom seven. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm alive. Hell yeah, that's, that's more fun. Um, that was one of your bets, and then you also wanted to get down on who, Vietnam, or against Vietnam tomorrow? Yeah, I've got Portugal over Vietnam, which is a minus 700. Yeah, so you would need to put quite a bit down. So what I wanted to do was hopefully win this bet. Okay. And, and then let it ride. Okay, so we'll see but, if you can hang on to them 100 units. But for... let me ask you this. If I lose and I'm at zero, how much does the house allow me to bet? Oh, well, you started out with zero, remember? Remember, there's just a max of 500 units per, and you're just at zero. It's not like you're down money, so you're fine to bet. You just, so just tell me you either want your winnings on, on Portugal tomorrow or how many units if you lose. 500. Oh, baby. Sounds good. That'll, that'll net you about 110 units, I think. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so my worst bet for the week is actually a game on Friday. Uh, and this is probably with my heart a little bit more than it should be, but the Milwaukee Brewers are going to play the, the Atlanta Braves. Now, the Braves have lost two in a row, okay? But 
they haven't lost three in a row all year long. They just they're just they just been cranking the shit out of the ball. But I'm gonna go against that and take the Brewers money line and the lines aren't announced yet because they're still playing tonight, but um Friday Brewers Braves Brewers money line. I'm gonna put all of my hundred units on. I've got one hundred units left. I'm putting all my units on the Brewers money line. It's probably going to be plus money because the Braves, like I said, have lost two in a row. So the, so Vegas is going to think they're going to turn it around. Um, and I think it is in Atlanta, but I don't care. I'm going Brewers. I'm, I'm seeing, and this is why it's my heart, right? I'm hoping mostly for like a Braves seven or eight game losing streak. And they got two in a row, and I think it's going to happen finally. So I'm going to go with the Braves. I'm sorry, the Brewers money line on Friday. Everybody good? Now, you know what I was going to do? I was going to add up all of our bets. Everybody who's put bets on the pod, I was going to add them together um, and see, like, if you took our advice on every single one of our bets, if you would be have made yourself some units or lost units. Uh, <laughs> but then I saw that AK has minus 499 <laughs> units. And it, and it almost was, what, 230,000 units? So I agree. that's the best <laughs> highlight of the Nuts history. <laughs> I so, laugh about it. I know. So uh, we got to get him back on. <laughs> so I'm not going to include him, and then we'll wait until this week, and maybe next week I'll do a, a uh, you know, minus or sans AK, uh, a total what running. Is that sans shit French? Yeah, I don't know what it is. More and more. I don't I, like it. Oh, I'm sorry. I say it to sound fancy. Exactly. I feel like it's this real pretentious way. I'm like, oh, nothing's pissed me off more than like when there was that big don't worry or no worries craze. Remember when no worries was a big thing? Yeah. No worries, man. No worries and does that make sense still bugs me. But um, Does that make sense? I just can't stand it. Did you know Uh, that in, in Ireland, if you call someone a good old cunt, like that is an actual compliment? Yeah, well, it's a term of affection kind of thing, and uh, and you know, England even like it's just like a fucker, for, yeah, fucker here. You know, hey, okay, here, let's bring this up, conversation. There's lots of shit that's weird in our language. How about the word fanny in England? You know what that means? Fanny. Fanny is like cunt here, or or it's like actually using the word fanny in England is like calling your sister or your loved one or your mom a cunt like it's really really bad yeah and there's a story where um where lebron james was on a soccer broadcast and it was because when he was like thinking about buying into liverpool or something this was probably 2013 or 14 and he said, well, listen, whatever gets fannies in seats, you know, which is a very <laughs> benign, it's a very benign expression That's in our right. country. But they had to cut away from it and they're like, oh, we apologize for that. It's just so weird that, and it just shows how silly well, yeah. words are. Like, in fanny here, it's like, <laughs> yeah, fanny is a nice word for ass, but then yeah. you wear a fanny pack. Yeah. Like under your belly button, so that doesn't really make any <laughs> well, damn sense. Well, I've known women named Fanny. Like it's a first name here. And, really? Uh, yeah, uh, I think she was of Fanny La- Ice- Is something called Fanny? Yeah, May? she was of a Icelandic uh, culture, but but I mean, <laughs> she spoke English. Uh, okay. Anyway, there's so many. I mean, look at fag, right? 
like fag you can't even say in this country, but in it's to, to this day in, in England they go, yeah, you have a fag, and they they call they cigarettes cigarette. fags, yeah. yeah. And nappies is a is a diaper in England, and even you know a, an apartment is a flat. There's a whole a whole shit ton. One of time, them. my son got the words homo and hobo mixed up. Oh boy! And he goes, Dad, look, there's a homo house, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Because yeah, look, there's one that just walked right out of the house. I'm like, what? Like, I was like, I can't believe what's going on. Wait, and what I was he? Like, what was he pointing at? What uh, he was pointing he was at a hobo? Say, he was trying to say hobo, like a bum or a homeless person or a ho- <laughs> uh, whatever you call them these days. And he was using the word homo okay. instead of hobo. And I'm like, son, I <laughs> I have to correct you. You could get yourself in some trouble. Well, is correct. It, it would saying, "Oh, call that person a hobo, not a homo." Is that is that any better? I don't know, but yeah. for him to think that he can judge a house <laughs> and the people that come out of it, I don't know. I guess yeah. he had to have been there. It was yeah. funny shit. Uh, yeah, I'm laughing. A homo All right. house. Homo house. Okay. Um, so we got our new worst bets on. We're moving on to the river. So this is where I wanted to bring up the Women's World Cup. And really what I had down here is, are you watching? And that was before that you told me you were. Now, I'm honest. I, I've watched every game shoot. I've DVR'd every game. My son and the stat boy here on the nuts can attest. I, now, I don't watch them live because they're, you know, some games are 10 p.m., some games are midnight, some games are 2 a.m. But I take, I have them all auto taped, and I put them on during the day. Now, you know, full disclosure, I'm not standing watching every single kick of the ball, but I have it on my television screen. I have the volume up if I'm making breakfast or something. I got the volume up. I've I've, I've seen every goal. I <laughs> I love it. I cannot get enough of international events. I love the national anthem. I love the passion that the that, that the players, uh, you know, get out of. Playing for their country, I know that I'm boring everybody talking about this. I love how the um, the fans when they get you know national pride and I just love it. And international events, from, okay. I am I can get behind that because it is really cool to see anything that binds our country. Well, you know what I mean, well, again, without getting political, our our girls don't even. Our girls are like silent for our national anthem, but that's neither here nor there, you know. But every other country, they're like belting out their national anthem. There are tears on the players' faces, on the coaches' faces, all over the stands. It, it, it's just, they look at it as such an honor, you know, to play, to put on a shirt that has their flag on it and play a sport, right? Essentially a game, but that all the eyes of the world, not all the eyes, but Eyes all over the world are watching, and it's the big stage. And I just so I just can't get enough of it. I eat it up. I know that it only comes around every four years for the ladies, obviously for the guys too. Um, so I I realize like I'm not I'm going to miss this in three months, right? So well, I, I make sure I put it on and watch every game. Ladies are silent for our national anthem. Yeah, let's not get into it because it gets political. I, I I honestly don't even. I think they're still angry it's with hey thing, right? I think that's the majority, but I think there's also, I think they're still um, unhappy with racial injustices that are happening and um, sexual preference injustices. 
Again, I'm not trying to get political about it. I no, I don't no, no. think I don't we're start anything either. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I, I think we're the it. greatest country in the world, and and we in are. other countries we're way worse. But you know, our girls are not. So it it does kind of mar it a little bit that for me. In fact, highlight what's so beautiful about our country is that our women can not whatever they believe, the yep. anthem or whatever, voice their opinion, and and it's okay. Nobody's going to get arrested or killed or anything like that. And There's that's really what it comes. That happens in this world, right? Way uh, right, exactly. And shoot, there, and people in this country can get pissed off at them, whether that's rightful or not. They can get mad, and they can express their opinion, right? But you're right. In other countries, if you don't do, you know, if you disrespect the flag or or something like that, you literally can lose your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, um, anyway, quick. Go ahead. I need you to wrap up so I can tell you how I am going to fix the entire game of soccer for the That's world. right. I forgot you had this. You told me you were going to talk about this. Um, Shoop, what, what can we do for the Women's World Cup? I'm already locked in and watching every game, but I know that I have a problem. There are lots of people in this world that don't have problems that don't really tune into every single uh, match. What can Women's World Cup do? To increase their visibility or attractiveness as a sport and get people watching the games more. Shoot, what are your ideas? Well, I'm not necessarily being specific to Women's World Cup. Okay. The entire game of football, if you will. Okay. You know, I've got the sports IQ of a damn genius. And oh, uh, I'm watching clearly. soccer. And what I'm basically seeing, Pet Shop Eddie, is, is it's, it's foot hockey. It's yeah. the game of soccer is hockey on feet with, I believe, uh, counting the goalie 11 on each side. Am I correct? correct there? That's correct. All right. So here's what needs to happen. <laughs> we need to basically make hockey where we cut the size of the field in half. We cut the amount of players on the field as half. We're running shifts off and on 45 seconds to a minute 30 max. And we got new people on and off the, the physicality should be able to be increased just like hockey. <laughs> so you can hit a little bit, but not too much. Cause what happens if the whistle blows and the arm goes up in hockey? Well, a penalty. Somebody's going to the, in the box. Yep. And what do we got? We got a power play, baby. <laughs> this is, this is a little insulting. Right, have you seen soccer players in, in physicality? Have you seen them? What are we talking? What's that? What are we talking? Soccer. I understand. I, I'm curious on where he's going with this because I know my son. What's and I'm I'm not sure what point he's arguing. Go ahead, Ned. Keep it going. Hockey. People get their teeth knocked out and want to play the next shift. People get in soccer just stepped on and they'll go down and cry like uh, their mother died. Okay. <laughs> It's a joke. To say okay, while he hockey. while he's right, I don't. And you're right, Ned. But will no, you? I see your point, Ned. So you're 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 right there. Some of the greatest acting and the Grammy goes to Mbappe, right? Some of the flops <laughs> in, in in soccer <laughs> is like, are you gotta be kidding me? But that's all right. Once I change the game, we're gonna get the right kind of players in there. Yeah, so many opinions here. Be, it's gonna be beautiful. First of all, you. I'll flop around. Like a dead fish for seven hundred sixty million too. 
That's first thing. Second thing, unfortunately, it's part of the sport. I mean, especially when you're inside the box and you get a foul, it can change the whole entire game around. Now, I'm not saying it's good. I, I am also annoyed by it, but it is absolutely part of the sport. You just have to take it. And then the last thing I'll say is, uh, the last, there, go ahead. There's way more ridiculousness than there is like there smart. is, but there's also flopping in the NBA, Ned. You've seen it. I know you know. But what about the subbing yeah. in soccer? If Wait, you what? sub for a player, they they can't come back in. Well, the yeah, game. we'll we'll go to, we'll get to that in one second because I wanted to just make a final point on the physicality part. Anyone who's been on the sidelines of a soccer match, and I don't care what level, you know, anything above, you know, fifteen year olds, whether it's high school, college, or professional or international. Soccer is a damn physical sport. Now, it might not come across the television as much, but and 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 I'm not arguing for the for the flopping and the and the and the you know the the putting it on, but people think like there's not a whole lot of physical contact. These girls and men when they're playing, they are shoulder to shoulder. Leaning all their weight, they're running dudes over. The tackles. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, without disagreeing with what you're saying, Ned, I'm saying that soccer is very, way more physical than people give it credit for. Now, but shoot, go ahead and talk about your. I love your, um, your on the fly subbing idea. I think that might, might make it a little bit more interesting. So much room for improvement in the game. Yeah, but of I'm course, soccer saying. purists are going to just shoot you down like, like somebody who would, you know, try to tell me that baseball needs this drastic change. You know, I'd be like, dude, you don't fucking understand this. So just shut the fuck up. Well, look at the drastic changes that baseball took on this year. I didn't yeah, but, like them, but after but a couple not, months, but they're not like as drastic that. as taking. You know, you can only have. First of all, they they made a drastic change not too long ago. It, it, for the longest time, you could only have three subs in World Cup matches, Champions League, all the major stuff. It was only three. Now they've changed it to five. Now you can only still have three windows of subs, so you can't make five single subs. Um, but you can now change up to five players, and that just changed with COVID. So... Um, so to say that all of a sudden it's a free fall like hockey, <laughs> that is way major of a change than a pitch clock. Wouldn't that be great? And then if the team's <laughs> down, they pull the goalie. And, I mean, well, they do that. They do pull the goalie. Goalies come up for corner kick. Need, why do you even need a goalie in soccer <laughs> oh, to begin with? It's obvious why you have all it right. in hockey. A guy can't take a hundred mile an hour puck. All right. But like uh, any jerk off can catch a damn soccer ball. All right. All right. Let me just say this, okay? You got those gloves on. To our listeners, <laughs> the oven mitts, the, the Pillsbury, the Pillsbury fucking doughboy. <laughs> all right. Can I just tell you that go I'm, ahead, I'm, I'm not Joe Soccer. Okay. I don't know it inside and out, but I know it way enough to, to, to tell you, Shoop, you are, you are way out of line here. You're way, way out of line, and I'm standing up for all the soccer nerds. All right, all right. All right. If that's all right. too radical, I got another idea. All right, go ahead, try. Go your way and see if this is a little better. Okay, go ahead. keep all the rules the same. However, the teams are co-ed. Nah, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I'm, isn't that progressive of me? What's the problem? Let's yeah. be co-ed. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it fixes the whole transgender issue in one fell swoop, doesn't it? But I mean, uh, soccer, men's and women's, I think that's probably the closest gap to like, you know, competitiveness. I think women's soccer's, you know, they could probably play with the guys. What's the deal? Let's move on. <laughs> Are you okay with moving on? Well, okay. Cat got your tongue. That loud ass cat has got your tongue. The loud cat's got my tongue. I, because I disagree. I, I, but I'm going to sound like an asshole when I disagree with you. I, 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 I think that the men are, um, the, the tippy top of the men are just generally faster and stronger than the tippy top of the women. I, I let me see it, I guess. I'd have let to me, see it. Let me, you know, along those lines say that the U.S. women national team would destroy any set of 11 guys or 15 guys that I know that I could put together a soccer. I'm not, I'm not saying that women aren't. Uh, you, I don't have to because everybody okay, knows that. What about U.S. women's national team, the team that just tied the Netherlands yeah, yeah. against the worst MLS team in the United States? Uh, who wins that game? I think that's actually, I think that's actually really close. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, question, and I think other than it being insulting to everyone involved, I think the USA women win. <laughs> How is that insulting? Well, it's insulting to the dudes who are on the worst MLS team. Actually, the worst MLS team probably has Messi on it now. So um, maybe Messi. I, I just don't like doing. It. I mean, what, this isn't Bobby Riggs te- television. You know what I mean? All right. Well, <laughs> I, I just, for me personally, again, with my astute sports IQ brain, see a lot of room for improvement in the game of soccer. Well, shoot, we'll come to you once we start losing money. I don't know what to say. I'm a visionary pet shop. Editor. Now you are, and I love it. And and you know what? More than anything, I started off the show, I stand by thanking you for opening your mind and your television to not only soccer, women's soccer. Shoot, you know, you had an open mind. I see you, you got some suggestions, <laughs> and we'll take them to heart. But okay. let's move on. Thank you. All right. All right, I'm, we're on the show down here, and before we get into some of our fun stuff, I do have another shameless golf story shoot, and I am I am kind of embarrassed because I know how people really don't care about hearing your golf story, but um, or my golf story, but I'm going to say it anyway because it was the first time something happened to me. This now, this wasn't my weekly. This wasn't my last Thursday. This was over the weekend. I played with my son, who's on the pod right now, Stat Boy. We went to our local spot, and we start off, uh, and I hit a really good drive, and then I hit a really good second drive, and I make a birdie. Okay, great. Then I made a par in the next hole, and a par in the next hole, and a par in the next hole, and then another birdie on the fifth hole, and then a par on the sixth hole. Okay, so we're through six holes, and I'm two under par. Nice. Now, we were playing with a guy, <laughs> and he might be listening because I told him about this pod. And so Ned and I had, I'm going to just be honest, we, we laughed at him a little bit because on the first tee, he had this like, this, uh, you know, laser 9000 golf court. 
And I even said to him, like, well, that's a pretty fancy golf cart. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got this device on the front here. And so it follows me. And I went, oh, that's really cool. And Ned and I were kind of like, man, that's so cool. Technology these days is so crazy. The thing just follows you. Well, we hit our T drives on the first hole, and he hooks himself up. He pulls a string from his golf cart and attaches it to a magnet that's on, like, the tramp stamp of his ass back. He, he, he was, like, wearing a belt that had a magnet or something there. <laughs> so the fucking thing did follow him, but it was he was pulling it. Right as he walked, he was pulling it. To be fair, it was mechanical. Like it, it was like if it pulled a little bit, the wheels turned on its own. Like yeah, like a vacuum cleaner. Like you give it a little push, and then it goes. You know. Yeah. But he had to. Yeah. Ned goes. He goes. Dad, it's it's now following him on its own. And I'm like, what? He's like, he's got a string. <laughs> so I look at. Him. And I'm like, oh man, I almost crawled under my fucking golf cart. It was so embarrassing to me, but we got used to it. Anyway, that's not the whole story. The story is this guy who was playing with us after the sixth hole, and I was two under par. He goes, Are you a scratch golfer? Shoot, that's my proudest golf moment of all time. I was more proud of that than my hole in one. I was more proud of that than the two consecutive Eagles at this fucking golf course that actually I'm playing tomorrow with Ned. He thought he got me confused with a scratch golfer. Why wouldn't he? You were two under after six. Yeah, well, it didn't go so well after that. I was nine over the rest of the day, so I finished (laughs) seven over 79, I think it was. Um, Good for you. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. Yes. Anyway, we're moving on. Another shameless. That's like, that's like I went bowling with some friends once, and my first three frames, I bowled strikes. And they're like, are you, in, are you in a league? And then I like finished with a 114. Or something. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take one for the team here. Uh, what does scratch golfer mean for people who don't know? Good Thanks. question, Ned. Thanks, you know that what? boy. Love the vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, and that really is really nice because I know he knows those scratch golfers. So for the peeps out there, scratch golfer is a guy who doesn't have a handicap, um, in terms of golf. So when, if you, if you, uh, essentially play bogey golf and you make a bogey on every hole, you should make a par. You're essentially, there's lots of different things that go into it, but you're essentially an 18. So you would be an 18 because your regular par would be 90, 18 over par. Um, so, you know, then you've got guys that are in the 13s and you got single digit handicappers, they call them. And then you got a guy, a scratch golfer, which is essentially zero. He should go out and shoot par pretty much whatever golf course he's at. Um, so that's what a scratch golfer is. So essentially it's a really good golfer. Now pro golfers are even better than scratch golfers. Pro golfers are plus handicappers. So they have to add on strokes when they're done their round. Uh, when you're trying to handicap in golf is just trying to even the playing field, so to speak. So thanks, Ned. A scratch golfer is just a really, really good golfer. And I'm not a really, really good golfer. I'm, uh, a 12, 13 handicap. And now with my last couple of good rounds, I'm down to an 11, five. So, um, what'd you say, Ned? So the first six holes you were. Yeah. I, I hit it great. Okay. Sports password I got this week, boys. So we can play with both of you guys. Oh, yeah. I'm only going to say this. 
The theme is football. Is All right. L, L football? I didn't say L football, did I? I said the theme is football. Okay. All right. And if you have a question, I'll just answer you with this with this answer. The theme is football. All right. So here's the first word. Why don't we start with Ned? Ned, the first word for sports password is challenge. Flag. It's incorrect. Shoot. Instant replay. One word, shoot. I don't know why you have such a problem with this. (laughs) One Um, word. Penalty. Penalty is incorrect. Um... But that, I want to talk about a story. <laughs> the Family Feud guy, name of animal with three letters. One guy says frog. The other guy says alligator. <laughs> you, you remind me of that guy. It's a one word answer. <laughs> I forgot the rules. I played in a couple weeks. All right, all right, all right. So challenge is the first. Here's the second clue. Sliding. Ned? Soccer. Shoot. Uh, sliding? Um, well, you got to combine the clues. Challenge sliding. Um, one word. Gosh, this is the part that kills me. I got to come up with one word. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's devastating to all. Touchdown. Incorrect. All right. Last, last clue for the first word. Um, physical. Yeah, this one's tough. I guess I I didn't quite think this one through all the way. <laughs> I, I can tell, but it's there. I mean, it's there. I know some of our listeners are getting it. Challenge sliding physical. Sliding physical. Um, the theme is foot lacrosse. Shoot. Ned didn't answer. He just said lacrosse. Are you blind or deaf? He said lacrosse. Um, You got your earphones in? Yeah, I just, I don't, are we talking soccer football or United States football? The theme is football. football. The theme is football. Challenge. So like a coach throws the red flag. Sliding, it's like either the quarterback gave himself up to slide for the line, or if we're talking about L football, it's like a slide tackle. Physical. Good Lord. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my answer is Wawa. <laughs> oh, I miss Wawa. Well, you know what? I'm vindicated with my clues. My clues are vindicated because you said it, you dick. It was tackle. And, really? and yep, and it's cha- sliding challenge physical is a tackle in soccer and football. All right, here's my next That's one. The thing we're talking about. Football. Hey shoot! Hey shoot! The theme is football. All right. All right. So here's the next next clue for the new new word. First clue. All right. Pass. 
pass. That's it. Yeah. Sounded like you were going on. Quarterback. Shoot. Lateral. Okay. The next word is turnover. Interception. You got it, Ned Stur. Did you did happened. you have it, Choop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. <laughs> See that now we're talking. That was like a definitely a level down from round one. <laughs> well asshole, you said well it could be sliding tackle. <laughs> you literally said it. Alright. Alright. So this this third one I probably should have started with because it might be super easy, but um I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try it anyway. So uh, Ned, let's give Shoop a chance first, all right? Because I think he's going to get it. Yeah. All right, so the clue is for the third word. The clue is flag. Here we go. Oh, uh, penalty. Correct. Yeah, that was too easy. So I, 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 I wrote penalty down um, thinking of soccer as a penalty kick, yeah. but it also fits American football. So I said, all right, I'll keep it. And then and then when I thought of the clue flag, I thought, shit, that's going to be too easy. They're just going to say penalty right away. Um, but anyway, all right, that was Sports Password. You did well, boys. Ned's tie, one, one, and one. Should, should, we, uh, should we get one more? If you got it. Yeah, I mean, I can think of it in two seconds. Why don't we go with <clears> – all right, I got, I got a word. And then here's my clue, okay? The theme is football. Okay. Defensive. We'll go with Ned first. Okay. Uh, Half hour show. <laughs> I I ain't got it. Nothing. Nothing. Shoot. End. End is really good, but not what I was thinking. This one's going to give it away. Coach. Edster. Coach. I'm positive Shoop has it, so you better get it. Shoop, take it away. Coordinator. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> the password was coordinator. All right, you did great, bud. All right, um, real quick um, battle, but it's not a battle of the bands this week. Who you got as a better magician, Shoop Dog? <laughs> Penn and Teller or David Blaine? You know, I got to go David Blaine because, like, I think Penn and Teller is like a family-friendly show, and I'm pretty sure David Blaine gave his soul to the devil. Like David Blaine is the only right answer in this question. David Blaine <sighs> does some crazy shit, man. Okay, I'll agree. David Blaine's awesome. I love I love all three of these guys. Okay, I love both acts, shall we say? David Blaine definitely gets more ass, although Penn and Teller have pulled down some tail. I gotta be honest, like. I've seen I've seen Penn strutting David around. Blaine could bang a chick from across the, the room. 
Wait, what, wait, 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 wait. We gotta, we gotta make sure everybody hears what we're saying. Shoot, put, put a pin in that for one second. What did you say, sad boy? I thought this was about magic, not about who's the better player. Well, well, we're starting out first. Okay, we gotta, you gotta cover all bases, son. I'm teaching you how to break things down and really, you know, itemize them out. Now, shoot, 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 what did you say? I said, David Blaine can bang a broad from across the room. <laughs> he he taches Don. Without her knowing it. Yeah. Some chicks just start rolling her eyes back, and it's yeah. David Blaine. I just got banged by David Blaine, and he's not even in my... <laughs> he's a goddamn Saigon. How does that work? Uh, he is a pretty awesome magician. <laughs> I, I will say sometimes he's a little too creepy. Um. I don't think you guys have ever seen a Penn and Teller show, whether it be live or television. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I watch it. So you're referring to fool, fool us, right? Yeah. I guess I, I guess I haven't, but I know who they are. Okay. After every show, they do their own trick. Right. So what Ned's referring, what Stat Boy's referring to, is Penn and Teller have a show. It's in syndication now. It's called Fool Us. And they have, um, not struggling, but they have like magicians from all over the country come and perform in front of Penn and Teller in Vegas during their show. And they, they put on a trick shoot. And usually it's not just a, it's not just a one quick thing. It's like a, a setup trick. And Penn and Teller sit and try to figure out if they know how to do it. And then the most brilliant part of the show for me is, They'll discuss it amongst themselves, and then they'll turn their mics on, and they'll say on the show, so in front of everybody, in front of the audience, in front of the viewing audience, they'll say, well, we think that you're um, you're using that coin in your hand, and you're um, applying the Davidian method, but with a Vegas twist. And, and they say it in a way... Where the magicians who just did the trick clearly know that Penn and Teller know what they're doing, right? So then they go, "Yeah, you got me." And then, and then, obviously, the whole point of the show is they have try to have magicians come on to actually fool Penn and Teller and do something. So I, I don't know if I, I give it to David. Cool. Yeah, because David Blaine is obviously newer, and he's awesome, and he's creepy, and he. And he bangs chicks Blaine across. Just showed the, up at my house right now. He's yeah, he's right at now. he's at Troop Dog's room right now. But Penn and Teller have been around for so long, and they're so you know knowledgeable, and they're, they're just like they're almost like the OGs. Um, I know there's obviously been magicians before them, but they've just so vast and thorough now that I think they're kind of, so I don't know. I think I fall on the Penn and Teller side, although huge props to David Blaine. Love him. David Blaine just pulled a chainsaw out of his ass <laughs> right here in my bedroom. I don't even know how he got that. Shoot, you're reminding me of my favorite, my dick is big jokes. You want to go over a couple? My dick is so big that it hit 335 in the minors. Before breaking its elbow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my dick is so big, my dick has a dick. And my dick's dick is bigger than your dick. My dick is so big, I buy two beers at the bar. One for me, one for my dick. <laughs> and it outdrinks me every time. <laughs> my dick is so big, it doesn't even return Spielberg's calls. <laughs> 
Should we stop with the uh, fix? I'm out, but that's funny. I got a couple more, but we'll leave them for another episode. Um, okay. I don't really have a suck out. Uh, I don't have a suck out for this episode, but I do want to talk about um, TV shows because my kids and I and my wife were watching. Um, a, uh, before I say it, I'm gonna let me throw it to you, Shoop. All time now, so television shows. Um, I guess I want to lean towards the dramatic one-hour variety. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, so you can include half-hour, animated, whatever you like. But <clears throat> off the top of your head, do you have a couple of your top television shows of all time? Yeah, and <clears throat> I does it okay? So is it okay if it's an HBO? Program? Yeah, of course, well, absolutely. Okay, I am a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, Troop, I can't believe, first of all, you brought that up. And second of all, you and I have never talked about Curb, ever. So funny, man. It, it's one of my favorites. I wish Billy was here because Billy hates it. And I, oh, I bust his balls all the time, and he's just not smart enough to understand it. <laughs> so damn good. Like Two scenes that I can think of right now that just make me die is uh, Larry David keeps taking his new BMW back to the dealership to get stuff checked out just so he can go to the lobby and eat the free licorice. <laughs> and then they catch on that, like, that's what he's there for. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another one he's walking with J.B. Smooth, and he's like, are you happy with your skin color? And he's uh. like, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm like mahogany. <laughs> he's like, that's beautiful. I'm like white milk. It's so boring. It's just <laughs> yeah. the conversation that they Dude, have about that is there classic. are there are endless classic conversations between JB and Larry. Uh, who's my Caucasian? Uh, long ball Larry. Long I mean, ball Larry. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about when Larry dips his nose in the coffee at the coffee shop? There's so many fun. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like trying to, he's trying to dick the next door uh, coffee because he opened a coffee shop and in the next door, the next door is right next door to him is another coffee shop. Oh yeah. And he goes over. He's like, look, look, and he (laughs) sticks his nose in, and oh man, just he's so obnoxiously awesome. It's just, it is one of the greatest shows. So, but honestly, shoot, I wasn't even going down that path. You, you threw me on a tangent. Because I wasn't thinking, you know, um, half hour comedies like, like Larry's is. But we have to, we have to get back into this. I'm going to write it down. We have to get back into Curb Your Enthusiasm discussion. In fact, this is a great segue. Ruben Schroeder, another one of my buddies, and we'll let him decide how much, uh, he wants to disclose to the, to the pod, uh, what his role is. But, um, he wants to come on and talk about F1, but he also is a humongous Curb fan. So maybe we'll have him on before football starts and we'll get into some more Curb discussion. But anything else, Shoop? Well, just recently, it's a Netflix special. There's eight episodes. It's called Quarterback. Yep. And I don't know if that qualifies because there's not any seasons. There's yeah, I don't season. know. That's a little too recent for me. And, and did you hear today Jalen Hurts in his presser's opening year presser, he admitted that he turned down quarterback last year and this year. He fucking flexed it. He's like, I turned him down. Well, I, I figured somebody had to because you had Kirk Cousins, which is <laughs> yeah. like, really? Yeah. And then Mariota. And then Mahomes. So my, I love Mahomes. I was yeah. captivated by that. I'm an Oregon Duck fan, so much love for Marcus. 
Well, he's, he's Jalen Hurts' backup this year. You know that, right? Yeah, I was yeah. asking you about that after I realized that in the show, and your your response was classic. I hope I never have to see him take a snap other than preseason. No, I think my first response was, I hope I only see him taking a knee at the end of the game. Okay. But then, and then you said something about a little he's further, and I said, yeah, yeah, and then I said, all right, well, maybe a couple snaps in preseason. <laughs> That just well, means I don't want Hurts to get hurt. Exactly. Um, exactly. And then Cousins was the other guy, which right. I don't know. All right. Well, anything else off the top of your head before I tell you what we're doing? Um, you know. I, I used to love Entourage a lot. Okay, yeah. Entourage is up there in a lot of people's lists. If you look at lists, if you just Google lists, um, nine out of ten of them are going to have Breaking Bad. Either one, two, oh, or yeah. three, Jeez, you know? How did I forget about that? Okay, so you're familiar with it. Of course. Yeah, I loved it. <clears throat> I watched it a few times. Um, we won't get into Hang on one second. I'm going to hit a cough button. Talk about your experience with Breaking Bad. So Breaking Bad for me was kind of ironic. I, like, denied the show for years because I'm like, how cool could it be? I'm not going to watch it just right. so it be like everyone else. Just and everybody else loves it, right? I watched this movie on Netflix accidentally called like El Diablo. No, no, El Camino. El Camino. El Camino. So after I see that movie, I'm like, shit, now I have to watch it, (laughs) which I did. And then I was like, shit, now I have to watch Better Call Saul. Okay, okay, perfect. So you're segueing perfectly into my whole topic here. Um, Obviously, you know, but for the peeps that don't, Better Call Saul is a show that came out after Breaking Bad, but it is a prequel to Breaking Bad. So Ned loved it. I got Ned into Breaking Bad like maybe two years ago, and he loved it, and we binged it. It was probably my third time watching Breaking Bad. And then he said, well, shit, I want to watch this uh, spinoff, Breaking Call, or Better Call Saul. So he watched Better Call Saul, and he's like, oh, I love Better Call Saul almost as much as Breaking Bad. So then he watched it again. So he's on his second time through. But then... My daughters are getting old enough now. We decided what show do we want to watch this summer. And Ned convinced our my daughters and wife to sit down and watch the, the sequel slash prequel, but in chronological order. So we're watching Better Call Saul first, and then we're going to watch Breaking Bad. So my girls... My wife's kind of dabbled in both series, so she's familiar with it. But the girls are being introduced to characters in Breaking Better Call Saul that may or may not be part of Breaking Bad. So it's really cool to watch them watch these characters and talk about them and stuff. And so um, highly recommend it. Although Ned uh, correctly pointed out that there's some things at the end of Better Call Saul that we're going to have to we're going to actually have to pause Breaking uh, Better Call Saul and then move into the Breaking Bad series so that we don't yeah. have any spoilers. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, just wanted Very to bring cool. that up. Go ahead. Um, did you have anything to add to that? We, we love it. We, we're almost at the end of season three of Better Call now. And uh, we'll be moving, you know, hopefully before school starts, we'll ho- get get through everything. That's cool. You know, Corb and I don't have any shows like that. I wish we did. Hope well, he's a bit a younger. Older. Yeah, he's exactly. Right now, yeah. yeah. He's just, Corb is like sports or YouTuber type stuff. Yep. Gaming, and that's and, it. And to be fair, when Ned was 12, we, I wouldn't 
even dare sit down to Breaking Bad with him either. But, you know, Ned's almost 20 now, and my girls are 17 and 16. So, you know, we're, they're, they're at the time. And so you, you'll get there, Shoop. Don't rush it. I know you, I know you weren't rushing it, but, uh, it'll happen soon enough. And there'll be other shows stuff to be watched too. But, but anyway, whoever, if somebody's out there who hasn't seen either show, um, you probably should watch Breaking Bad first and then Better Call Saul, but it's fun doing the. Anyway, um, we may have gotten cut off there talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. If you're out there and you haven't seen either one, um, check them out. Really fun television shows. Really Clear your schedule. Really well-written television shows. And we'll talk more about television uh, in later episodes. Shoop, I didn't have a suck out this week. I'm ready to wrap up. Did you have a suck out that you prepared or should we? Uh... I, I don't. I don't. And that's okay. Cause, okay. You know, I'm a guy that sometimes has some anger problems. So it's good that I don't have one today. I'm feeling pretty zen. Keep it positive, eh? All right. Yep. So to wrap up, uh, we miss Jassy Mac Commando. We thank Stat Boy Nedster for joining us. We look forward to Billy given coming on uh, in future episodes and then one last time I regret it last week that I didn't uh, at the end wrap up once again thanks to our new sponsor hangrykits.com for hooking us up and making us more professional can't thank them enough but that's all I got Shoop Dog do you want to play us out or uh, put a cap on it yeah, I got something special tonight episode 27 in the books we'll catch you next week I'm your boy Thanks, Shoop Dog. Thanks, NED. Little Swift action. TT Swift out.